Napoleon, give me some of your tots. I ate his liver with some fava beans. Nice Chianti. Combo, pan fry, deep fry, stir fry. Yummy! Hey guys, how you doing? Welcome to The Cooking Show. I am your host, Bob Von Sayo, and I got a good one for you this week. You know, in the past, we've had the, the episode with the ostrich egg quiche and the duck confit and stuff like that. Today, we're going with a dish that is real big flavor, super simple, easy to make, and doesn't require a lot of expensive ingredients. It's very economical in these trying times, but you can still get really good flavor without spending a lot of money. Today, we are making chicken with 40 cloves of garlic. It is such a provocative name to the dish, chicken with 40 cloves of garlic. It's a French bistro style, sort of a classic casual bistro meal. This is today what duck confit would have been 150 years ago. Duck confit used to be like a provincial, high impact, low cost type of dish. Today, we're switching to chicken and garlic and some simple ingredients to put out a, a really high flavor, impactful meal that is actually pretty versatile. The, the, the way I'm configuring this today is for the summer months, but it can easily be adapted to a cold weather dish. It's really good. Now, one thing, despite the provocative name, this is not like a meme dish. This isn't something that's, oh, I'm gonna feed these people, you know, this garlic packed, garlic on top of garlic on top of garlic. The garlic flavor really mellows and mutes itself during the cooking process. It, it sweetens up and it flattens out. It, it, it sort of imparts this essence of garlic sweetness and savoriness to to the chicken to the sauce and at the end it is very pleasant okay so again right up top check the show notes we have an imager album of all the steps to the cooking process we have the recipe straightforward very simple we have all the ingredients we have the step-by-step process all that that's great special ingredients on this one zero nothing Nothing in this list of ingredients should be anything you can't find at a regular grocery store or have on hand at home or whatever. Special equipment, aside from a high-sided pan with a lid, you know, it can be a, a Dutch oven. It can be your corning way a dish. It can be, you know, like a stainless steel pan like what I used. But other than that, you don't really have anything special going on here. Prep time slash cook time, one hour. All right, roughly 15 to 20 minutes to get everything ready and then slide it into the oven, set it and forget it for 40, okay? Let's jump in to the ingredients. We're gonna be working with two tablespoons of butter, two tablespoons of olive oil, a tablespoon of kosher salt, a tablespoon of black pepper, 40 cloves of garlic, of course, right? Whole and peeled. Now, a note on that before we continue here. It sounds like a ton of garlic, it's like, between four and six heads of garlic, okay? Normally you can get garlic in those little sheer sleeves where it's three heads and a sleeve. Get two of those, use them all. Here's the thing, you don't actually have to have exactly 40 cloves of garlic. If you have 37, nobody's gonna tell. If you have 48, 
Nobody cares. Nobody's counting. Nobody knows but you. So use approximately 40, okay? All right, so your 40 cloves of garlic, whole peeled, a quarter of a cup of dry white wine. I used a California Pinot Grige for this. You can use a Sauvignon Blanc. You could use a Chardonnay as long as it isn't like a buttery Chardonnay. Pinot Grigio, of course. All right, one half cup of chicken stock. You'll need some thyme sprigs and you'll want two to three bay leaves. And then with the chicken, traditionally this would be made with bone in, skin on chicken thighs. You'll want six to eight of those. I used a whole chicken because I have got a ton of chickens down here on the farm so I can just kind of go out and snatch one up. So I used a whole chicken broken down into two wings, two legs, two thighs, two breasts, right? Basically a chicken, all bone in, all skin on. Okay, I want to say up front, the butter, the olive oil, the salt, and the pepper. At the beginning of the of the recipe, you're going to use half of each of those, and then you're going to use the rest of it a little later on. I always hate it when you have a recipe that tells you to use, you know, three tablespoons of olive oil or whatever, and you're just going step by step through it, and you realize uh, I'm supposed to hold a tablespoon back for later. So you're going to use half of it up front, half of it later. Okay. First, you are going to preheat your oven to 350 degrees. Let that warm up while you do all the other prep, okay? We're gonna start on the stovetop. We're gonna to move to the oven. Get your cooking vessel on the stovetop, something that can go straight from the stove to the oven, ideally. Get that heated up. I pretty much did all of the stovetop cooking on medium-high heat, all right? Get that hot. Get your half, you know, one, one of those tablespoons of olive oil in the pan, one tablespoon of butter in the pan. Let that butter melt start jump around sizzle make a little noise and then your chicken pieces whether it's that whole chicken broken down or it's those six to eight chicken thighs you want to salt and pepper those all over using roughly half the salt roughly half the pepper put those in the pan skin down initially for six minutes thereabouts you basically want to brown it turn all the pieces over Give it the same amount of time on the other side and let the other side brown. So you're browning that chicken both sides, not cooking it through. You're gonna pull it out of that pan, set it aside on a, on a plate or in a bowl or something that you can access it later. It's not gonna be cooked at all. That's gonna finish in the oven, but right now you're just browning the skin. When it comes to the pan that you're using, I should have mentioned earlier, is you want something that's wide enough that you can get as much of your chicken as possible in there in a single layer with contact with the bottom of the pan. If you can't get it all in there, you just have to do your chicken in shifts, which is fine. It's not the end of the world, but it does make it a little bit more expedient if all of your chicken can fit into the pan that, that we're cooking in here, at least for the browning process, so you can brown it all at once. All right, so at this point, you've browned your chicken, you've removed it from the pan, you have it on a plate set aside, and you have this pan full of, you know, a little bit of oil, a little bit of butter, some crispy chicken bits and whatever. To that, we are going to add the rest of the butter and the rest of the olive oil. So we're going to freshen up that cooking, that cooking oil, the cooking fats, and we are going to put all 40 of our garlic cloves into the pan move them around wooden spoon fantastic for this whole dish using a wooden spoon something like that move it around keep them moving flipping them over basting them with the oil what you want to do is you want to brown these cloves of garlic and get them a little bit translucent if you look at the photo album linked in the show notes you'll see what my garlic looked like 
after this initial cooking step. Once your garlic is browned and translucent, use a spoon to remove that from, from this pan and into a bowl set aside. All this is gonna come back together later and you're still leaving all of the remnants in the pan. At this point, we kind of need to deglaze our pan and to build up the sauce. I like to start with the white wine because it's acidic, it's gonna hit the pan, and it's gonna release a lot of the, the fond from the pan, you know, the crispy brown bits through both the boiling of the liquid and the, the acidity of the liquid that's going in there. So add your white wine to the pan, and then add your chicken stock to the pan, Bring that up to a lively simmer. You don't have to bring it up higher than that medium high generally because it, sh it should take in a lot of that heat from the pan fairly quickly. Using your wooden spoon, move around all the stuff on the bottom of the pan. You should be able to get most of that off and incorporate it into this, this cooking liquid. Simmer that until you've reduced that sauce by half. So you can you can just eyeball this. It doesn't have to be exact. You're not going to thicken this. It's not like you, you're looking for a texture at the end. You're just sort of concentrating these flavors by reducing the chicken stock and the wine with the butter and oil that's in the pan with the the mylar reacted protein and fat from the chicken once you've reduced that liquid by half go ahead and cut the heat you don't need the stovetop heat anymore at that point turn off the stove get your chicken back into that pan skin side up arranged as you know as flat as possible and it's not a big deal at this point we're going to be cooking off the rest in the oven so it doesn't have to make contact with the pan, but we do want it to be a, an economy of space. So get the chicken back in the pan and then spoon those cloves of garlic on top of the chicken, scatter them about. You want sort of a, an orderly disorder to it. And then add your sprigs of thyme and your bay leaves. The rest of your salt and pepper, you can sprinkle liberally over this, hitting the chicken, hitting the spaces between it to get down into the sauce, all of that. Put a lid on your pan, slide it into that 350 degree oven, and we are going to let that bake for 40 minutes. The result will be a wonderfully aromatic dish that's it's not overpowered by the garlic despite the name and the ingredients. The garlic will be sweet, savory. It will have infused the chicken with the in the sauce with a similar flavor. The thyme and the bay leaves and the white wine, they're all gonna add a bright fresh flavor reminiscent of citrus you know my wife asked if there was a lemon juice or lime juice or something in this there is not it's just the thyme it's the bay leaf it's that little tart pucker of the white wine it's fantastic now in warmer weather like right now we're at the end of june i like to serve this atop white rice in the fall or winter, you can add quartered red skin potatoes to the pan before adding the chicken and the garlic. And in that 40 minute cook time, it should it should cook those to a nice tender, you know, fork tender doneness. Those potatoes then would also absorb a lot of that sauce and that flavor would be wonderful. The difference between rice and potatoes, it's really minor, but it's 90 degrees out versus 30 degrees that difference is magnified gastronomically. Now, as for sides, ideally something long and thin, asparagus or oven roasted whole carrots would be wonderful. The color would contrast nicely with, with what is a decidedly a beige dish. The, the shape long and thin would also be a nice contrast to, you know, if you have a bunch of chicken thighs and, and white rice or even potatoes, 
that is going to arrange itself in a fairly round shape on the on the plate. And you can see from the pictures in the album, like what it looks like on the plate. It it has a roundness to it. So having some length in in asparagus or whole carrots or something like that'd be wonderful. Just remember that the first bite is always taken with the eyes, right? Now that said. I have no shame in saying that I love the classic frozen mixed vegetables with the little cubed carrots and the short, you know, half green beans, the corn and the peas. There's something about it. It's nostalgic. The flavor, the texture, everything is just wonderful. That's what we had. But this is a, this is an episode about the entree. This is about the chicken. This is about the garlic. It's not about the rice. It's not about the potatoes. It's not about the vegetables on the side. But I do have a picture in there fully plated with the 99 cent frozen vegetable medley cooked simply with salt, pepper, and butter. No shame in my game whatsoever there. That stuff is fantastic. So this is chicken with 40 cloves of garlic and it is wonderful. Super inexpensive, super easy list of ingredients. The cooking process couldn't be easier. And when it's done, wow, it just, it'll knock your socks off. House smells amazing. It tastes great. Can't beat it. So go ahead and check out the show notes either in your podcast player or go to thecookingshow.fm to see the recipe, see the photos, you know, step by step and uh, anything else that you need there. All right. Thanks a lot. And we'll see you next week.